Hello, all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We have, I would say, an interesting subject for this week. I think so. It's something that I was kind of always have been aware of, but never, like, researched it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Well, whenever I was a kid, we used to watch Scary Saturday Night Sleepover, yeah. and it was on Discovery Kids. Okay. And I'm pretty sure one of the shows, it was like kids version Elvira, basically. <laughs> Oh my lord, that's ridiculous. It was really cool, okay? <laughs> but they uh, did an episode on the Devil's Bible. The Codex Gigas. That's it. Which I feel like a space marine talking about that. Codex Astartes. Imperium. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the Codex Gigas, uh, that is Latin for giant book. It is really big, too. The biggest of all medieval texts. The Bible is 36 inches tall, and it is nine inches thick. It's a thick boy. It's a thick boy. (laughs) And it weighs about 165 pounds, too. Can you even imagine a book that weighs as much as an adult human? That is weird. I'm used to it weighing, like, my phone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So legend has it, in the early 13th century, a Benedictine monastery east of Prague, so that's in what is today the Czech Republic. Okay. There was a monk that broke his vows and was sentenced basically to death. Mm -hmm. And he struck a deal with the head monk of the monastery that if I can write a book with all human knowledge in one night, will you let me off the hook? And they're like, sure, brah. <laughs> <laughs> now, his sentence was he was being walled up in his room, Edgar Allan Poe style. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that? Just in your room? So he started writing the book and realized, yo, I'm not going to get this done. <laughs> so I need to call in some some help. Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. <laughs> So oh, no. what? See what happened was <laughs> he makes a deal with the devil, mm-hmm. hence the name, mm-hmm. that the devil's going to help him write this book, and they get it done in one night, and that's that's the legend. That's literally the monk's contract. Uh huh. He's he's like he sells his soul to the devil to write this this book in one night. And also, uh, one of the most famous images of the book is in this page that has an illustration of the devil, and it is creepy looking. I mean, it's nothing like what we would consider demons or the devil looking like today. I mean, today we think of, like, red skin, horns, and hoofs. This thing's like, to me, it almost looks like more of a illustration of, like, a Japanese oni. Ooh, yeah, I see that. Because I I definitely do not think that the infamous picture of the devil is spooky. I think it's kind of silly looking. It is kind of silly looking. But that that picture was supposed to be like the last thing done. And it was the monk like paying homage to the deal. Yes. And there's several images of the devil through the Bible. But there's the one that is they say that it is it takes up the whole page. 
the whole page. Mm-hmm. Now, if you zoom out and look at both pages in the spread, the other page is uh, an illustration of heaven. Okay. So historians think that in actuality, it's more of a uh, metaphor of which path are you going to choose? You could end mm. up here or you could end up here kind of deal. So if it had heaven on the left side of the page and then the devil on the right side of the page, why did everybody just focus on the devil and like, obviously this is bad, but they can't see the good right next to it. I think it's the devil page is very unusual for the time period. Okay. Like, but the heaven page is your typical medieval style art. Oh. So it was just, I think it was unique and unique things get focused on. Yeah. It's probably unsettling. It's de- It definitely can be un- unsettling if you are, especially if you're already going into it with a creepy mindset. Well, and just to imagine to see a, an image like that back there then in the 15th century, right? Yeah. Whenever we have Sauron, you know? Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's get into a little bit of the actual history of the book, at least what we know of it. It was written, like we said, in the 15th century, and a manuscript of this size, historians think it would have taken 30 years. Mm-hmm. And he got it done in one night. According to legend. To legend. Now, we do know, at one point, historians believed that this was penned by multiple authors because it is so big. But in more recent uh, analysis, analyses, analysis, analysis, <laughs> words are hard. I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> in, in more recent studies, like handwriting experts, mm-hmm. they've looked at it and they, they've decided that the entire book has, was authored by one person. Right. And they, they believe that because the handwriting, well, so why they believe that it was done in one night is because the handwriting never changes. So he would have to be in the exact same headspace every single time he wrote in the book. And there's no way to just keep that consistency. A little history of the book itself, like its journey. Like we said, it was pinned in a monastery in what is now the Czech Republic. This would have been, at the time, kind of towards the end of the, I believe, the Holy Roman Empire. So uh, with with the Holy Roman Empire... Basically, it controlled all of Europe. Okay. Uh, Charlemagne the Great. Mm-hmm. He died, and then his sons squabbled, and it fell apart. Mm. So we, we enter this time period where there's just tons and tons of these tiny little kingdoms that are all fighting each other, especially in this part of the world, and that's called uh, the Bohemian Wars. Oh, okay, yeah. So during the Bohemian Wars... The monastery it was created at was destroyed, and it bounced around monasteries for a little bit until Emperor Rudolf II came into possession of it and brought it to Prague, and it was in the Royal Library in Prague. How do you just hop around a 165-pound devil book? It was basically a treasure. At this time, books would have been just as valuable as gold treasures because Mm. only the only the wealthy could read and this was either before or right around the invention of the printing press so you couldn't mass produce books either like 
this was a handmade object, like very valuable. So, One of a kind. So rulers would take books as spoils of war to bolster their library because the bigger the library, the more wealthy you are. That makes sense. Um, so it ended up in uh, Emperor Rudolph II. He he ruled from Prague. Then in the 1648, towards the end of the Thirty Years' War, a Swedish army of mercenaries sacked the village, the the town, and they they claimed it as a spoil of war and brought it back to Stockholm, and that's where it is today. It's still in Stockholm, and you can actually see it. Um, I had seen a TikTok of it, and they have the book and it's closed inside a big case, mm-hmm. but then it's like they have a touchscreen next to it and you can flip through the book yeah see like scans of the pages mm-hmm. um so uh that's where it is today now there is a real life legend that it is cursed i mean i would imagine in 1697 just about 50 years after it came to Stockholm, the royal library caught on fire oh now no one knows what started the fire but they scrambled to save the book Whenever it's probably the thing that caused the fire and that's what you're going to save. <laughs> so in in an effort to save the book, they tossed it out the window. Oh, good. And it good. landed on somebody. Oh, my Lord. Of course it did. Now, it's from what I find, it just it was recorded that the person was injured. But it's like a full grown person landing on you <laughs> from however many stories. <laughs> So I don't know, I don't know how long, the, how well their quality of life was afterwards. Well, and you know, obviously they're unlucky to be uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time at that point. But also, other hand, they have to be lucky because people would probably assume in that time that that person was cursed for something like that happening oh, to yeah. them. But because the book is quote unquote evil... You can blame the book. And so the person doesn't have to be cursed. Right. Exiled. Um, Now, in all actuality, this thing has been on display for the public for a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. And there's been no strange reports of people, like, viewing it or anything. So it was probably just a freak accident, but it it makes a good story. What if it's people putting energy into it? Like, it was way scary back then. Possibly. But now there's more skepticism about it instead. I could see that. It's the lack of energy. Fun fact, it was, the book was originally 620 pages. Mm-hmm. And, but now there's only 608 pages in the book. And it's historical people think that those pages were lost during the fire as they tossed the book out the window as one does <laughs> more of the occult followers think that possibly this these pages came contain some sort of forbidden knowledge and were purposely removed i feel like that only makes sense okay so there's a lot of stuff in the bible the the bible other than the bible yes yeah so it contains the entirety of the latin bible there's sections on history, including uh, the history of the origin of man, as well as the history of the Czech people at the time. Uh, there's excerpts on medicine, and there's even sections on exorcisms. Mm-hmm. So with all that wide variety of stuff, especially for 
medieval times when we're going through witch hunts and stuff, I can see them be like, nobody needs to know this. Rip. Right, yeah. It even contains the Jewish wars and the New and Old Testament. Mm -hmm. I believe the whole thing is written in Latin, Mm -hmm. but it also contains the Hebrew, Slavic, and uh, Greek alphabets. So whoever wrote this was very studious. Also a mysterious language that nobody has any idea of what it is. So I I knew that, but I was having so hard of a time finding this information. Mm-hmm. And it's there's like these weird illustrations of plants that don't exist to our knowledge. Right. Like maybe they are out there, but we definitely have never seen these plants before. And I, I believe it's been studied by all kinds of code breakers and stuff, and they can't decipher this language. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's from the devil. <laughs> it is Satan's language. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't like that. I bet you the monk could read it. Ugh. <laughs> Did not like that. So, fun fact. It's made of vellum. Vellum is a, is a writing material made from animal hide. Mm-hmm. It would have taken 60 donkeys to make enough material <laughs> to write this book. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the Why? more you know. 60 donkeys? 60 donkeys. For a 165 pound book? Yes. Where did the donkeys come from? So when a boy donkey loves a girl donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a subject for a different uh, different show. Probably. <laughs> How do you go from being a monk to making a deal with the devil? So I want to know what vow he broke that was that serious. Right. Also, yes. What What did you do that was so bad to be walled up in your room to die? Yeah. <laughs> Which I know they have very serious vows. Obviously, I am. Um, I don't know much about monks, but <laughs> that's a. Uh... It's a serious offense there. Serious punishment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so it is hard to imagine what could have been done to require that. But also, in real life, that's that's just the legend. So right. it's... Well, and if he, he broke a vow that dramatic, and then is also on the other side as dramatic to sell his soul to the devil, maybe they weigh each other out? Yeah, I don't know. There's also a famous legend that a monk tried to steal the devil's oh, Bible. Don't steal something that's called the devil's Bible. Right? That's exactly what I thought, too. How do you... This Bible is hurting people falling out of of libraries. Come on now. <laughs> what do you think it's going to do to you for stealing it? Feels kidnapped. <laughs> but the monk was stealing the Bible, and he was struck by lightning, and he died... Right there on the spot. But well, obviously so, the Bible would have survived it. How did that happen? So that makes me wonder, like, was that the uh, the curse from, from it being stolen? Or was God smiting him down like, you don't need this, bro? That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. So also, um, some people say that it emits an eerie red glow. And you can hear the sounds of demonic laughter. Oh, 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 oh. I don't think they laugh like that. <laughs> One. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's my favorite vampire. I bet it was the donkey skin 
that kept it from getting that's charred. The that's the curse. It's that's the, the curse, curse of 60 donkeys. <laughs> I'll never look at donkeys the same. <laughs> they will curse you. I want one. Not a cursed what? one. Not a cursed one. <laughs> Why do you think we call people a jackass? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> There's also some people that think that the Bible created or. <laughs> I like your spooky fingers there. I'm trying to regain my thoughts. <laughs> Buffering. Yeah. <laughs> it's also said that it is believed the creation of the devil's Bible started the black plague but i don't know if that i had heard up. that i could see that being believed at the time for the people in the immediate area of it because it is has this legend associated with it however we can trace the origin of the black plague today well yeah but what if it mystically is what set off the dominoes falling you know i just don't see it because they're in different parts of the world like yes. by a long way. Yes, that uh, is a gap in the story. <laughs> e- Eastern Europe and Italy are very, I, at least at the time period, with transportation by foot or some sort of horse or donkey. That's a long <laughs> not the donkeys, not the donkeys. <laughs> that's a long way to walk, you know, or travel. Sam and Frodo would have done Sam it. Sam and Frodo would have done it. <laughs> I can't carry it, but I can carry you. <laughs> Don't you, Sam, gamble me. <laughs> Yeah, so we we know the the plague started in Italy. It came from uh, rats off of a ship from Asia. Not Prague. Not Prague. (laughs) Could you imagine that, though? I bet everything wrong that happened was blamed on something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time, people thought the plague was because of their own sins. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, probably. Probably. I mean. (laughs) be a better person and that stuff won't happen to you i guess i think it's weird to think about how uh, the bubonic plague is still a very contractable disease today but from where it came from it is crazy to think about especially like learning in school about it and how deadly it was i mean it's scary and it's still technically deadly but it's a bacteria so you just take an antibiotic and you're fine you'll be okay be aight. They didn't have the right herbs. There you go. They just need a good tea. Yeah, because I mean, I've even with the the time span of my life, I've heard of people getting bubonic plague just in New Mexico, which is mm-hmm. one state over from us. Mm-hmm. Four hours. So, yeah, it's crazy. It, it still happens, but all of the mysticism of it has been taken away from it. Mm-hmm. Darn that science! <laughs> Sciences of the devil. <laughs> Maybe that's what the mysterious text is. <laughs> oh, so I also saw that there was, uh, you know, we mentioned there's a page on exorcisms. There's allegedly a page on summoning the devil. Oh, well, of course. Some religious historians believe that that was put in there more as a warning than instructions. But a better warning would just be a page that says, do not summon the devil. 
because remember where we were at this event last night and there's doors leading outside and in big <laughs> red and white letters it says do not open door alarm will sound and what happened <laughs> the alarm will sound <laughs> okay you have a point there yeah mm-hmm. yes okay. thank you check one for me <laughs> <laughs> The image of the devil that is in the Bible that is most famous, it's said that you can even summon him just from that picture. I mean, how do you summon him just off of a picture? So when I hear stuff like that, it always gives me the eebie-jeebies. <laughs> like if like Slender Man. Well, like if I'm accidentally going to mm-hmm. call it through the image of it through the video. Yep. I know exactly what you I'm mean. Like, Buh. It fills me, Buh. With, fills me with the ick. <laughs> Sounded more like Hank Hill, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) They probably just need uh, donkey byproducts for uh, summoning him, I guess, with the picture. I don't know what they used. Because you wouldn't just use the skin. That was for the book. Blood? It's the Necronomicon for donkeys. (laughs) That has to be it. That's the mystery language. It's the language of donkey. Yes. (laughs) We figured it out. Mystery solved, guys. (laughs) So we want to thank you guys for helping us solve this mystery. We're going to credit all of you in the the thesis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for it in scientific journals everywhere. Take that, Bill Nye. (laughs) Oh, man. So I want to remind everybody that I really want Amanda oh, to be playing spooky games on the TikToks. I thought we were past this. <laughs> Apparently not. No, we're not. <laughs> this is this is going to be a thing. Oh. I'm thinking we start with Slender. We mm. work our way up from there. Mm. If y'all want this to happen, we need your feedback. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on the, all the social medias. Yeah, so you can send us an email to reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let us know. <laughs> I want this to happen really bad. Oof. I don't know. Not sold. I don't, I don't. It's not up to you. Are you sure? It's up to the listeners. I don't think that's how that goes, but all right. Um. I'm not liking your commitment right here to the effort. That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) So it's happening. This is a thing. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. You know, we're coming up. This is going to be exactly six months since we started. This is episode 13. Yay! Happy half birthday to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we we appreciate every single one of y'all who have been with us on this journey. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and we're gonna keep going too. We should do something special for our year anniversary. Maybe something like starting a TikTok. Oh my gosh! With spooky, you playing spooky video games. <sighs> we can raise the fund we'll, if we can raise the funds we'll even buy the stuff to make it happen on twitch oh we'll man. do like real streams oh man sounds awful serious yeah we got to get there first 
We need some more equipment if we're going to do that. So I was not thinking that as a year, our first anniversary. Oh, I guess we're on different pages then. <laughs> Apparently. Oh. Apparently different pages of Slender. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find all eight. <laughs> Be sure you're following us on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.